Greetings, readers. This is the Recap Book Chat. We are thrilled that you're with us because reading illuminates your life like a star. As J.R.R. Tolkien said, little by little, one travels far. And welcome to the Recap Book Chat. We are so glad that you're with us today. We are super excited to talk about an extremely well-known writer called Shakespeare. William who wrote who wrote Two Gentlemen of Verona. And we chose this because it is one of his, well, they think it's his first uh, play. They think it's his first writing, really. So, um, which was interesting because I've never even heard of it. Had you heard of it? Uh, No, I had not heard of it, but I've heard some things that are in it. If you've heard the phrase, love is blind, then you may, uh, that's a piece of this play. Which I think everyone's heard of that. And there's so many Shakespearean uh, quotes in our society today that we don't even know should be credited to him. I have to give credit to Howard Swinney because he used to say, uh, I know love is blind, but ha- does it have to be deaf and dumb too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Little levity there. So, oh, I gave it five. So you gave it five stars. Okay. So why did you give it five stars? It was totally unpredictable. And I like that. You know, I don't mm-hmm. like to figure it out. What about you? So I gave it four stars because of the ending. That's really because I was like, I felt like if if it had had a little bit of a different ending, it really felt abrupt. And um, I was, you know, the, the question we asked, how did you feel when you finished? I felt a little let down at the end. I felt great through that through the reading part of it, um, the middle part but I did feel a little let down. I gave it four, but I think it's, it's so cool that it's his first one, you know, like Mm -hmm. you, the boys martial arts instructor says fail means first attempt at learning. And so Mm -hmm. this was his first attempt at writing. And so I think that was a great first attempt. Oh, that's why I gave it five because I knew that was his first. And I said, are you kidding me? Uh, I was, I I was impressed that because we knew it was his first one. So I kind of was, I lowered the bar. I knew it wasn't going to be Romeo and Juliet, (laughs) you know, but uh, I I thought it was really well done because um, he had a lot of contrast in there. And so much, if if you're a person that likes wordplay, you would love it. Now, the reason we wanted to read Shakespeare was from, the signed, sealed, and delivered series uh, that was on Hallmark years years ago, but that's what because he quotes Shakespeare all the time. Oliver does. So. Yes. So we actually that inspired us to get the complete works. So we have the complete works of Shakespeare, and uh, so we want to pepper him throughout our other readings throughout the years. <laughs> so tell us, uh, who was your favorite character? Valentine, easily. What about and you? Who, uh, well, he's mine too. The the two gentlemen, and, and and by that he's playing on words there. 
uh, of Verona, um, Valentine and, and Proteus is a scoundrel. I mean, utter, utter scoundrel. So I think that that's a play on words in quotation marks, uh, you know, the air quotes, gentleman, because he's not. Oh, okay. I didn't but catch um, that. they are funny. He's funny. But Valentine's in love with Sylvia and Proteus is in love with Julia. And then my, how the tables turn. You don't know Proteus is a scoundrel at first. You think he's just a guy in love with, with a girl named Julia. You don't know anything. And Valentine seems very more on the business side and like developing networking. He's not, he's, he's not looking to fall in love. He actually kind of talks down to Proteus because he is in love. Yeah, that's true. There was one, when, when they do the love is blind quote, uh, I think it was Valentine that said that. And then his servant's name is speed, which is funny. I think that's a play on words. Cause I think he does things slowly, yes, but he's kind of an, Oh, because uh, he said that speed must be in love and speed says, well, what do you mean? And he said, because um, he didn't clean his shoes very well and he didn't clean them in a timely manner or something like that. And uh, speed said, yeah, I was in love, in love with my bed. <laughs> yeah. So he stayed in bed. And then when he did clean his shoes, he didn't do a good job. So love is blind. So, and, and throughout there, speed is funny. Mm -hmm. I feel like William Shakespeare had a really good sense of humor. Oh my like, goodness. Just the, the, the naming of the uh, sour natured dog crab cracked me up. Mm -hmm. And he just is witty like through, throughout it. And I'm, and I'm sure we don't even catch some of it because of just different cultural differences, but he's extremely witty and, and uh, he plays on words a lot. And well, at one point, Julia dresses up as a page and someone asked her, and she's just a little page boy, you know, someone asked her if she knew Julia and she replied, uh, almost as well as I know myself. <laughs> uh. Which I was thinking about that part when Julia dresses up as um, this a page, the boy. Um, and I think about this. So this is like 1500s, late 1500s when he wrote this is what they think. And so at that time, that would have almost been scandalous. Can you know what I'm saying? Like for a woman to uh, be disguised as a boy, um, I was just thinking that like at that time period, that had to be like, wow like so out of their box you know the page and she cut her hair like that is that where the um haircut page boy okay. oh huh i've never i didn't even know that was it i've never heard of a page boy haircut <laughs> what was your favorite quote uh i liked the private wound is deepest uh because I think how many times have people been wounded, but they don't speak up. So I thought that was powerful. Mm, that is good. What else and was that, your favorite? Well, um, Valentine said, who by repentance is not satisfied when he um, was betrayed by Proteus. When Proteus apologizes, he instantly says, who by repentance is not satisfied. 
I thought he was going to stab him. <laughs> I think Shakespeare, later on, Shakespeare would have had him stab him, you know. He had to but build up I to said, that. that's what Jesus wants you to do. Turn the other cheek. Yeah. But in lieu of um, Proteus almost um, attacking, he was attacking Julia. Yeah. Kind of forcing his love on her like that. I thought it warranted a little more reaction than who by repentance is not satisfied. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, all right. So and I have read some commentary on the two gentlemen of Verona from other people and or scholars or whatever. And they think that Shakespeare kind of got bored with it and ended it and just was like, just ready to be done with it and ended it pretty abruptly. And I'm like, I, I could see that that, that could happen because that's what it kind of feels like. It kind of feels like there's a lot of buildup. There's a lot. We, we got to get some character development going. We have everything in place. And then at this climactic point, it's just kind of over. So, but even then though, I think he saved it because at the end, when you have Sylvia right next to Julia, he's looking and he said, oh, Julia was the hottest one anyway. So um, I'm going to go with her. <laughs> So I think he was being funny. He probably was. And to the, the very end. Proteus doesn't really change. So he just got caught. But yeah. And he's just, oh, okay, I'll take her. And um, there's a point in there where Speed is talking about a woman and um, he just goes on and on about it. And it he somewhere in there he says that the women are proud. And then Launce or whatever, it's L-A-U-N-C-E. He says, out of that too, it was Eve's legacy and cannot be taken from her. And I said, I think pride, once again, is a thorn in the flesh. And I think Shakespeare's mm. showing that. Mm, yes. Yeah. Not just to women, but to everyone. That's true. But the, the whole theme was, so here's what happened. Uh valentine and is not sylvia's dad's choice there's a kind of a goofy guy thurio uh what this is a quote from him what seem i that i am not and valentine said wise <laughs> mm -hmm. but the, thurio is dad's pick and so Valentine and Sylvia are going to elope, kind of like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing going on. Mm -hmm. But then Proteus, Proteus uh, spills the beans because he thinks uh, Julia's pretty hot. So he just thinks he'll, I mean, Sylvia. He decides yeah. Sylvia. It, but I think part of that was Valentine's fault. He kept saying how wonderful Sylvia was. And he built her, he built her up too much. And then Proteus goes, well, she is pretty good. Yeah, so, it's, about, it's like someone know. bragging about their car, like bragging about it. And then, then your car doesn't look as good anymore. You're like, well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so he ratted out his friend and then he gets Valentine banished. But kudos to Sylvia, who is a minor character. She never strays from her love for Valentine. Mm -hmm. And she kind of knows everybody else's fake. Yep. She, she sees through him and she feels sorry for julia she 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 doesn't know julia but she uh she's has heard about her and so she feels bad that that she knows julia's in love with proteus and that he's a scoundrel yeah 
And she does know that. And the thing about it is even the guy who helps her. So she decides when he's banished that she's going to follow. And there was another guy that I thought would be a good guy. Help her escape her. I mean, not escape. She's not escaping, but find him in the wilderness. Well, he leaves her. I, right. And they built him up too. They're like, oh, he's a man of valor. He was, you know, all these things and he's supposed to protect her. And then boom, he's gone. And I was like, golly. And then once the last thing Sylvia gets to say is kind of like, help, help. You know, she's being attacked by Proteus. And then she has no voice after that. She forgives and all that. But really, who is he to forgive someone attacking? I mean, really, Sylvia needed to speak up. Yeah, I thought I definitely agree. I, I feel like the the almost rape that happened should have been a bigger deal. And maybe it was a time period thing. I don't know. But, you know, because in our time period, that's a, that's a really big deal. And like you should be dealt with extremely harshly. And for Valentine just to be like, oh, you know, you're forgiven. It's okay. So, yeah, I agree that uh, that that should have been a bigger a bigger deal <laughs> and there's some cool words like naughty n-o-d-d-y means a fool or a simpleton silly so, he was saying that um the perfect woman that he's talking about had bad breath did you get that part yeah he says he says she is not of her breath well, that fault may be mended with a breakfast, read on, item. She hath a sweet mouth. That makes amends for her sour breath, item. She does talk in her sleep. It's no matter for that, so she sleep not in her talk, item. She is slow in words. Oh, villain, that set this down among her vices. To be slow in words is a woman's only virtue. <laughs> I pray thee. And I, I just thought that was funny because he doesn't think women are slow in words so that is funny yeah so how did you feel when you finished it i said confused uh but that doesn't mean i didn't enjoy it but i was confused that sylvia uh at least and i don't think the attack went very far i think it was you know he was just trying to force himself on her maybe force a kiss or something i wanted her to slap him yeah if, if she could have gotten a slap in, I think I would have, I think I would have liked it. <laughs> uh, so what was your most memorable scene? I like all the words back and forth. Um, but I guess the, what did I put? I liked it. Um, I thought Julia was clever to dress up like a, a boy and kind of, find out what Proteus uh, was really like. I like that part too. So. That was pretty brave because that was dangerous, you know, because they talked about, you know, there's outlaws around the area and, and traveling like that. So that was a, a brave thing for her to do. And I don't think Proteus then, is worth it. <laughs> oh, no. But and, and like you said, he did not change. No, Valentine he changed. Because he realized how much he loved Sylvia. Julia changed. 
but Valentine, I mean, but Proteus does not change. No. He's still a scoundrel. Yeah. But the difference is now Julia knows it. <laughs> so she can work on it. That's true. I guess. So knowing is uh, half the battle, right? The Or admitting. So would you recommend this? Uh, yes. Uh, as a good, I think it's a good beginning to Shakespeare. Yes, I I would recommend this play. Um, I think it's fun. It's quick, and it definitely takes you back in time, which is really cool because it's you know this was written hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, and the fact that we're reading it and but it's written in the language of that time it's pretty cool that it kind of takes you back um to this early i guess you'd say early modern english or something i don't know i don't know the technical term of the type of english it is old english but i think it's it's more modern than the old old english Mm because i think the old old english is like um even harder like you can even it's harder to even read like this i felt like is you understand you can read it all you know although there's some words some words mean like mary m-a-r-r-y is it's an uh exclamation of surprise Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's it's not dun 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 yes which you pointed that out and they also in one thing they use mary they use both marys in the same Mm -hmm. sentence um, and and he did that on purpose because he's a wordsmith mm-hmm. which he died young and i don't think they know what really caused his death there was there was the plague going around that time and the theater that he was working at or the i can't remember what they called it at that time but it it was shut down for i think a couple years because of the plague but he died at age 52 so he he didn't you know which is not very old and uh mm-hmm. but and interestingly enough too his dad was a glove maker <laughs> i knew that i i thought that's interesting you don't people don't, we don't have glove makers anymore you know like that's no one really wears gloves so and he also helped out he knew how to make gloves too we we had a story in fourth grade about young william shakespeare it was really interesting well what give us some uh give us some highlights of young william shakespeare well, he, he liked, he lived by a stream, so he did like to fish and do that, but he also, surprise, liked to write, even mm-hmm. at his, a young age, but it was interesting. I guess you can go and go to, go through his home. Uh, that would be cool. Really? Mm-hmm. They, they know where his home is at. That is fascinating. I know they yeah. have, they know his grave, and it says something which is is funny because he is a wordsmith, but I think it's some type of rhyme on there that says something about don't don't disturb the bones or something. There'll be a curse on you if you disturb the bones or something. But it's in a playful way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I think that um, you know, I think I read somewhere at when they acted out Romeo and Juliet in those plays, every all actors were men, and yes. the men had to dress up like women. Yeah. So I'm thinking, well, we in our society today, uh, 
see, they they have a lot of struggles there. That they, they would a lot of those people be getting in line to dress up as a woman. Why not get paid for it if you're going to do it? I mean, there you go. I mean, he was really ahead of his time. Like to, I I just find it fascinating the the things that he wrote. You know, like the and to think that I don't think that that was a I don't think it was a looked down upon profession, but it wasn't like what your parents would want you to become, I guess, you know, as far as, Oh, true. It was just Mm -hmm. like, Hmm. So, um, but kudos for him for, for writing. And that's one thing that's, so that's what I said. What did you learn from this book? And I think it was just keep creating and keep writing because I think, you know, this was his first play and it was, it was good. Um, but I mean, it wasn't my favorite. And, but he kept, you know, I'm like, this was his first one and he kept going. And I think if you just keep going, you will improve every time and you will get to that place where, I mean, he's an iconic figure. Everyone has heard of William Shakespeare. No one's heard of this play very much, you know, but that's Mm -hmm. because he kept, he kept writing. He didn't, you know, I don't even think he liked this play because again, I, I, I feel like he ended it up pretty abruptly. So I think he was just like, ah, but he kept going. So I think that's important. Oh, and it's kind of funny, and readers will know, the more you read, the more you make uh, connections, and your dad got his concealed carry magazine, and on the back of it, it said, and though she be but little, she is fierce, Shakespeare, (laughs) and I was like, what, are you kidding, and it had a picture of a little gun, a little, well, little pistol there, and so I thought, I had to look that up, and that's from Midsummer Night's Dream. But I mean, Shakespeare is everywhere. Love is blind. Most everybody's heard that. Oh yeah, that's true. And I, he may have used that in more than one play. But here's where it started. Like you said, very important point. You you can't finish if you don't start. Mm-hmm. So you may finish well, but the main thing is to finish. The yes. horse that comes in last still finished. Yes. And I think that we don't give enough credit to just finishing. People want to come in first. And then if you're not first, uh, it doesn't count, <laughs> you know, but yeah, just to finish is good. Yes. That's such a good point. And, and like you said, we see, we see the results. We don't see the work. We don't see the effort and the time, you know, and social media is is that's one of the downfalls you see the results of hard work people will post things about how they got certain places or whatever you know that's the result you we don't often see the effort and all the time and everything that went into the prior to that yeah I don't think we have enough I mean in I think before um technology was so advanced uh you know, and you get a letter in the mail, that was communication, you know, and now it's really quick, but it's not something you're going to read over and over. Like in this, uh, in this story, two gentlemen of Verona. So Proteus had written Julia letter and she rips it up in front of her maid. And then she kisses each one of the pieces. I was like, okay, so what did she just do? I think why did she do that? Her, but I mean, you can't do that with a text. Her lady servant was kind of teasing her, like, "Oh, it's from Proteus," and like trying to. She's like, "Oh, you probably like really want to read this." Da da da. And then so she was just kind of being on 
the defensive, like, I don't care and I'll rip it up and show you I don't care. And then the maid leaves the room and then she's like, oh, what have I done? So and she's kissing the pieces yeah. and putting them back together and everything. I was just thinking, uh, but I also, I also know that that is the, that is so typical. I could see myself doing that. I don't want to, you know, you don't want to be embarrassed. So well, it's about vulnerability, you, you know, you because piece it back together, but it's I thought vulnerable it was, to uh, say, well done. Yeah. Yeah. It's vulnerable to say, yeah, I do like him. I liked Julia a lot more than I liked um, Proteus. Oh, hands down. She was actually too, but they say for men to marry up and he definitely will be. But, you know, we got we to gotta factor in. So Proteus had no intention of leaving. He did not want to leave. He that was infatuated with Julia. He wanted to marry Julia. His dad made him leave against his will for i don't even know why it was more of a like oh i know why he he wanted him to see the world before he settled down ah yeah he said how do you know i remember uh yeah the first boy in college that i dated you know he just was it you know in love i was the first one he had dated and i said well if you've only eaten vanilla ice cream you don't know if you like the other flavors. <laughs> and he said, yeah, I, I like vanilla ice cream. <laughs> well, what, what Proteus's dad was saying, go and try the world and then come back. You know, I'm just saying, I, I agree with his dad. Go do something, you know. I feel sad for kids that ne- have never had a job and then they go get a job. They go to college, get a job and they don't like it. But why not intern for something like I was a teacher's, uh, you know, I helped in school in high school. So I knew I like kids. Mm -hmm. Some kids, some teachers, the very first thing in college, they're a junior and they have to tutor a kid and they would say, I don't like kids. Yeah. And I said, you already three years into being a teacher. (laughs) So it's good to try things. And I think Proteus's dad was a lot smarter than Proteus. You know, the Amish do that. They, before the youth are, you know, take their whatever membership or whatever to become a part of the, the, the Amish church, they have that time of, and I can't remember what they call it. There's it, a name for it. It has a, yeah, it has a name. Your and, brother just told me that. Yeah. Yeah. And they can, they they encourage them to go into the real world, see what other people are doing. And so that they know what they're giving up, you know, to become Amish basically. So, so it's kind of the same idea. Uh, Definitely. You, you know, uh, you have to, uh, to have some kind of experiences makes you like a better reader. Your takeaway on uh, two gentlemen of Verona would be to um, be careful. Uh, not every gentleman is a gentleman. That would be my takeaway on that. <laughs> hey, that's good. I mean, that's, I feel like that's really good. And just keep, keep creating, keep writing and um, keep reading. I mean, yes. I, it's, I really enjoyed it. I really did. And it's funny because I remember reading Shakespeare in high school and it being so much more difficult. And I don't know why I'm not sure if it, but 
so I was kind of expecting to have a similar to high school where every single thing had to be explained. But when I got into it, I'm like, I know what's going on. You know, I'm there, there's some words I didn't know and stuff, but it's, I, I, I got that. I got it. So I'm like, this is fun, you know? And this is a poem for everyone. Recapsters in the know, whether your book stacks high or low, remember reading makes those brain cells grow. I love it. And with that, I think uh, we have a wrap on The Two Gentlemen of Verona by William Shakespeare. Catch you next time. And if she was away, she said, oh, it's, it's almost midnight. And he said, oh, I haven't pre-read it. I'll call you back in 10 minutes. So ain't amazing. nobody got time for that. <laughs> I know. But see, I'm most everything I read to you, I pre-read too.